to Iconic Talk. This is your community's podcast with conversations about real estate, local happenings, and all things Winchester, Virginia. I'm Mark Francis, a local realtor, broker, and owner at Icon Real Estate. And my name is Megan Eanes, a long-term real estate agent on the Icon Real Estate team. Mark and I are so excited to share everything that we love about Winchester, Virginia with you. We want you to be an informed, savvy real estate consumer in today's ever-changing market. Yep. If you want local knowledge, you've come to the right place. Well, three times in a row, Megan Eanes, you are here. Is it is it official? It is official. <laughs> it right. is so official. I'm I excited ex- to say. If you accept, <laughs> I am ready to offer. You are amazing. I appreciate having you be here on the podcast. You have such wealth of information to share with the world, and we don't want to keep that in a bubble. So, oh, well, thank you. Yes. Um, so how was your week? Like, what have you been up to lately? My week's been pretty good. So um, just uh, trying to work on some business and I've got, actually it's, um, we've got a lender that's coming in to do an interview with us in a little bit. And, um, it's interesting because I actually have a buyer that's uh, a renter that's hopefully I can get her to buy. So it's kind of in that uh, little realm. So it's definitely something we kind of touch on a little bit with him later. Those, I mean, people who rent, I think some people like to rent, Mm -hmm. but then some people are desperately to get out there and it's just getting them connected with the right person to show them and coach them and teach them on what you need to do right. to go buy a house. We've got a guy. We, we'll we do be able have to a chat guy. with. Yeah. And and we have agents. And we have agents. And, and the and crazy thing is, especially with those uh with the rental market right now, those prices are going up yeah. so much. I yeah. mean it's a, it's just crazy. So I mean we'll duh. Well, Hopefully we can get her to make a decision. I hope so. Let that particular us, client of mine. Keep us posted on that. Okay, on we'll that do. Client. Because like, yeah, we want to make sure that you can share and celebrate all the fun things that are going on in your real estate world too. So, Mm -hmm. well, I mean, I have many buyers who (laughs) keep struggling in finding the right house and they are now complaining to me about interest rates and complaining about their monthly payments going up. Right. So I point them back to the lender and I say, go talk to them, figure out what you really need to do. What can you afford? And we're going to get a chance to chat with Ross Lehman from Integrity Home Mortgage Company. And he is somebody who is skilled and an expert in giving advice, I think, to make sure that you have all the right information um, handy to answer the questions, to have the right informed decision. Because rates keep going up. What does that look like? What does that mean? And, you know, it's, it's challenging for a buyer out there. I think a lot of buyers end up starting out very overwhelmed, not knowing where to begin the process. Yeah. And it it can seem like it's very stressful, but it's it's not. It can be very streamlined. And when you have a real estate agent that's experienced that can make you feel comfortable, and then you have a lender that's also experienced, they can make you feel comfortable. And it doesn't have to be that overwhelming process when you have two people working with you that that you are trust and you're comfortable with, they have their your best interest in mind and yeah. heart. So it doesn't have to be that overwhelming process. It doesn't so. have to be. You have some experts here. So mm-hmm. let's get a chance to listen to our chat with Ross from Integrity. And um, he'll share some informative information. I don't know if that's, you don't say informative information. That's silly, but... Uh, but it you, was. He'll give you some news. Yeah, right? he'll give us, he'll give us some, some news, really good some... information about the about the interest. Uh, well, about that the financial market. There you go. Mortgages. There you go. All right. Well, here's our conversation with Ross. Well, we are here with Ross Lehman, 
How are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Thank you so much for coming into our humble podcast location. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to be here. You know, it's 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 fun because we like to bounce around. And you actually have a desk space with us here at Icon Real Estate. I do, yeah. And whether you use it a lot or not, that's irrelevant. But we like to see your face. Yeah. You know, we like to have you around. It's exciting to have you in our space to be able to just chat a little bit about the financial world today. For sure. But even before that, tell us a little bit about yourself yeah. and where you came from, where you grew up, how you sure. came to town. Yeah, so um, wasn't born there, but pretty much raised in uh, Lancaster County, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Um, so uh, the majority of um, my previous career was actually in nursing. I was a nurse for around eight years. Really? Uh, I was, yeah. Yep. It was a lot yep. of fun, um, but it kind of came with its own headaches and stuff. And uh, uh, so one of the things that drove me to the real estate side is I actually started getting into real estate investing, uh-huh. uh, found that I loved that. Yep. I I was talking to people about how they can buy houses and yep. they could get into it. And uh, I was getting burnt out in nursing. It had been seven, eight years. I was burnt out and um, wanted to try something different. And uh, so started thinking about the the lending side of things. And uh, actually through a conversation with my in-laws, uh, they recommended, I didn't really see myself as a guy behind the desk, you know, <laughs> right. let me see if I can get you a mortgage type of guy. But, um, you know, the more that I talked about it, the more that I th- thought I actually would really like it. Yeah. 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 And so that's interesting that, well, first of all, it's two completely different worlds. It is. Yes. But then you you get burned out, you know? And so were you in like the the throw of like emergency department stuff or was it like just challenging and stressful? Like what what burned you out? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it was actually, um, I I was in long-term care. Um, and you know, it seems like it's very different between nursing and, um, being a, a loan officer, but it's actually very similar. And we can talk about that a little bit, but, um, well, I was actually, like I said, in long-term care and the burnout came because uh, a lot of people don't know this, but long-term care is the second most regulated entity in the United States. The huh. only thing that has more regulations against it is uh, nuclear reactors. Oh, wow. So Exactly. Okay. <laughs> so, so it's one of those things where you're just, you're in a very um, regulated space. You're dealing with very emotional clients, um, a very emotional team. There's a lot of stuff that's happening 24-7. And, and let's face it, you're dealing with health, which, you know, is the top and most important thing for people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just it's a very high burnout. And, you know, I still love fellow nurses that I work with and have a lot of respect for them because it it is a 24 seven stressful environment. Yeah. Even when I wasn't at work, I was thinking about work and dreaming about did I miss something? Did I not do something right? Did something uh, happen because of me? But yeah, I, I know it's painful. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is. I mean, with my wife being a PA, she lived that that world too and I, you know, just you you feel the stress of other people's lives sure. at stake and yeah. that's we we as real estate agents and you lender we feel the stress of people's lives but not their real life exactly <laughs> so there's different level of stress I, there exactly and i think that's for me translating that to becoming a loan officer was really important because i got to take what i loved about nursing which was helping mm. people and guiding mm-hmm. people educating people mm-hmm. and i got to do that with something that was a little less stressful i mean like you mentioned buying a house can be stressful yeah. but it was something that was a lot more fun too yeah it was something that everyone needs to do they need to find a place to to live and so I, I got to translate that kind of characters that I built in myself as a nurse 
into something that was lending huh. um, and you got to enjoy it that way. So it's what about- brought you to Winchester? Yeah, so my in-laws um, are here in Winchester. So um, my wife and I, when we got married, we lived up in Lancaster for about you know five years, I think it was. And then um, I actually, the majority of the move was actually uh, for the job. Um, we were we were feeling like it was time to make a change, and so I was trying to decide what did that change look like. Was it a, a change within my own career, nurse practitioner, d- uh, something different? Um, and then the more that I thought about, it, the more I was like, well, I really enjoyed that job. So I know you know Marlon Beitzel, and he actually did my loans up there because he knows my in laws as well. Ah. And so um, I reached out to him, and you know, uh, came down and checked it out for a day. I was like, I could really enjoy this. So we made the jump. Um, a, it was nice to be close to in-laws, but also for the possibility of making this job change. Hmm. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, we do know Marlon. Yes. And he was on <laughs> one of our original episodes last year. And and I think that you have similarities as well, him being a teacher and mm-hmm. caring for people and then also the level of service that you bring. It's an interesting background and perspective that you can translate into a world of helping and serving and caring for people with their money. Yeah. So. Exactly. And I think that's the big difference that people will notice between, you know, those big box lenders that you deal with versus your local lenders is, um, you know, that that caring that happens. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I, I love that about my job. And I never want to leave that in my job is that I get the ability to create relationships and care for clients mm-hmm. and other people that are in the industry locally. Yep. So yeah. that was how long ago? So that was uh, four years ago now, four or four and a half years okay. ago that I made that change. And yeah. you're just flying away. So <laughs> like you've got people all over the place coming to you saying, hey, I need a loan. And you're <laughs> and always happy to busy. take more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, walk us through, you know, a day in, day out, day of Ross Lehman as a lender. What does sure. it look like? And and if somebody's thinking to themselves, I need to buy a house or I'm looking for a loan, what's a typical process look like? Sure. So to answer the first question, what does it look like? And that's one thing that I love about this job is I don't know what each day looks like. I mean, mostly what we're doing is uh, we're keeping track of the people that we have currently um, uh, in process in our pipeline. You know, people who are buying house, making sure we're staying on top of that, uh, talking with the team about what's going on. Um, I have a, a team of uh, three other people on my team. So making sure that everything is on track for that because we don't want anything to fall through. And as you know, you know, being local lenders, our name is everything. And so making sure everything is closing on time. Also spending time reaching out to whether it's past clients or uh, clients that are out there looking, agents that we're working with and have relationships with. Um, so a, a big portion of my day is maintaining those relationships, being available for them. I mean, just this morning alone, I answered three emails that had nothing to do with my closing at all, but from past clients or other um, people in the industry just asking questions. So um, being available to answer those questions for people people to either get them prepared or make them successful, even if it's not with me. Um, yeah, I think I yeah, think there's I think a lot great. of similarities mm-hmm. with real estate. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Megan, you probably answer questions like that, too. Oh, I'm, definitely. I'm sure. I mean, I've got people that just call me up, friends that aren't looking to do anything yeah. yet, but they're like, hey, I know you do this. So I got just a quick question for you. And, and it's nice to have people bounce those ideas off of you 
Yeah. You know, to feel like, okay, they can trust you, that mm-hmm. they, even if it's not, hey, I'm ready to get a loan or I'm ready to go buy a house or I'm ready to go buy a car, whatever your world is in sales, right. um, if they view you as an expert in that world, yeah, that's what, helpful. What is it that Marlon says? If they, they know you, trust you, if, and like you? If they know you, like you, and trust that's you. That's it. Yep. Yep. Okay. And that's the, I mean, really, if you think about any relationships that you have, those are the key things. I mean, it, you're not going to do business with people that you don't know, like, or trust. And mm-hmm. so, um, as you know, in our business, it's a relationship-based business. Mm-hmm. And that's those are the three most important things. Yeah. Yeah. And especially in kind of a real estate market like today, mm-hmm. where people are getting various kinds of insight and resource information that might be accurate, might not be accurate, to go to somebody that you can know and trust yeah. to say, okay, I trust you with your response. So what do you think about X, Y, and Z? Right. And that's that's really the, the tone of what I want our conversation to go to now. You know, you are an expert in this field, and there's a lot of questions out there for buyers. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a lot a of, lot. like, yeah. uh, ideas of, like, well, interest rates are going through the roof now. Well, <laughs> what does that mean to me? Or sure. um, people say it's such a hot market for sellers. What does that mean to buyers? Is sure. it a hot market for buyers? You know, what are you sensing in just even these last several weeks yeah. in the – financial world. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been a difficult time for everybody in the industry. I mean, it's been both a a great time because you've got stuff that's moving, but it's also been a very difficult time because you've got this um, dichotomy of uh, rising uh, housing prices and then also rising interest rates. I mean, we haven't seen interest rates rise this quickly. Now, I want to say quickly, not because of the height of it, but this quickly since the 80s. Mm-hmm. And so when you're talking about someone, even though the, the rates have increased and, you know, historically we're still below the historical average, but to go from a, a rate that goes up 1%, 2 3% in a, in a short amount of time creates a lot of anxiety, um, especially with especially with buyers and then most specifically with first-time home buyers. What have you seen just in the last – I mean, what I've been hearing from mm-hmm. talking to lenders like you is significant increases. But yeah. for the last two months, say let's date back to like February or March sure. to where we are now. What what are the rates – what are the increases? Where they increased that, yeah. from? Yeah. So, and actually, I'll take it back a little bit further because we um, the the big change happened right in the beginning of the year, okay. right at the end of last year, and started in the beginning of January. We were for the majority of people, we were hitting in the uh, lower threes, maybe mid threes for some people, three percent rates, which are excellent rates. And there's okay. different rates for everybody. And there right? are, yes, yeah. yeah. And and ultimately, you know, talk to your lender about what your specific rate will be. But in general, that's where we sitting with our rates. Um, and, and then now contrast that to, you know, within about a three to four month period of time, those rates go up to, you know, the the lower to mid fives and still trending upwards. And in some piece, people were getting into sometimes the 6% rates. And so, you know, that's, we're talking about a two or three percent difference, which if you compare that to the 80s, you're talking about 12 to 18 percent rates. So we're still looking really good, but you're talking about big change in monthly payment. Um, and, and like I mentioned, on top of that, too, with your home buyers, the, the people that are selling a home, they're still gaining equity in their home in the meantime. Okay. But your first time home buyers, they're not. And so they're seeing the values for properties going up at the same time that their payment is going up. And so it creates a difficult, you know, stressful time for them. I feel like that's the, that's, those are the people you mentioned, the first time home buyers who might be experiencing the biggest pain mm-hmm. right now yeah. and the struggle of 
what you said, it's about the monthly payments. Yeah. You know, so to see the sales prices of the houses go up a little bit and then maybe even steady out and flatten out that we don't see prices increasing right now like we did maybe four or sure. five months ago yeah. because of the rates. But right. so to a buyer, oh, things are slowing down. Um, you know, the sales prices of a townhouse or a single family, you know, for $250,000 house, I can actually afford. But now you combine that with the rates. What does that really look like? Especially for somebody in like the two hundred dollars to $250,000 range. Sure. That yeah. percent increase of a rate from 4% to 5% means a lot. Not it, to put you on does. the spot, but from no, a math no. standpoint, like yeah. what does that really mean numbers wise? I mean, to somebody? It, it, mean it can mean a couple hundred dollars. I mean, it, in all reality, I mean, uh, the rule of thumb that I was using, you know, uh, towards the end of last year and most of last year was right around uh, $500 a month payment for every $100,000 of purchase price. Okay. Okay. Now, Say that again. So about, 500. about $500 a month of payment yep. for every $100,000 yep. of purchase okay. price. Now that's a general rule of thumb and each house and sure. county and all that stuff is going to be different. But, and, and as of right now, it's actually closer to around six to six fifty. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, take that and that's per 100,000. So if you're looking at a 200,000, that's, you know, two to $300 difference. If you know, it's two fifty, you're looking at, you know, uh, two fifty to three fifty dollar, uh, uh, 250 to $350 uh, dollar a month difference. So that can really be a big difference for people. Mm-hmm. Especially when you have a fixed income, yes, and you have a salary, you have a certain number of hours that you're getting for an hourly rate. Mm-hmm. There's only so much you can afford, right? What do you? What is your advice? <laughs> you know, what are you suggesting to people who are in this world right now? Yeah, and, and that's a really difficult one because, and that's where it's good to have a local lender that can help because each specific person is going to be a little bit different. But in general. Um, I mean, if we look at the history of houses, the we need to look at what the goal of the person is, okay? Because um, it's not you, you can't look at it in a vacuum of hey, the housing market is going up, therefore I'm not going to buy right now. I'm going to wait for it. To, the big thing is I'm going to wait for it to come back down, okay? And there's a lot of stuff about whether it will or will not. But mm-hmm. at the same time, if the housing market is going up. If we're in this type of market, rents are going up as well, okay? You've got to live somewhere. So unless you're planning to live homeless or continue to live with parents or something like that, cohabitat with someone, you're going to have to live and pay to be somewhere. And so, you know, I don't know if that's a rabbit hole we want to go down about whether we think values are going to go down, but um, it still is beneficial for the majority of people to look at still buying because you're still looking at putting your money into something. And right now we're still seeing appreciation in the property. Okay. So even if appreciation steadies out and even if it, you know, goes away, even for a period of time, even if, even if it goes down, okay, your rent is likely not going to go down. So even if you're paying for that, you're paying for a similar amount for a place to live and on average, houses go up. So if you stay in that house for a period of time, that market will come back and you'll gain back the appreciation. In the meantime, you've been paying down your loan and you have a place that is yours to be able to live in. That's so key because you're right. You have to live somewhere, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you're going to probably pay to live somewhere where right. you are. And if you have your certain uh, income, Mm-hmm. And if you think strategically about that income, you have a budget mm-hmm. and you know what you should be able to afford per month. Sure. Connecting with somebody like you to kind of coach along the way, okay, what's a good number to afford? 
yeah, your wish list, and this is where my real estate brain and as an agent is going to come in, <laughs> your wish list of what you want and need in a house should probably need to alter. Sure. And over these last three or four months, yeah, that's had to happen. Mm-hmm. And so from a shopping standpoint of looking at houses out there, you know, if you're looking for a house in the country, in the woods with a couple acres, it's something that's moving ready with three bedrooms, two baths, and you thought you could afford something and you didn't land it last year. Right. Now you're shopping today, you're going to have to really think about, okay, what are my priorities in a house? Yeah. Do I need the three or four acres? Can I scale back? Do I have to have the three bedrooms, two baths, or do I have to have two levels? I think all the things, um, that's going to be probably the biggest um, (laughs) change of mind for a buyer. Well, and the big thing, too, uh, for your first-time home buyer versus someone that's not, I mean, if someone were looking to – uh, say downgrade their house and you know they're like okay let's get into our you know we've had our big house all of our kids have left and now we're ready to go to the next house maybe now's not the greatest time to do that because you're still in a home you're getting equity in the home you might have refinanced within the last two years at an excellent rate and so maybe making that next step maybe it's not the right time to do it you're talking to me right there <laughs> my husband and I are in that boat right now I mean we had a had four kids we have four kids but they're not all with us in the same house anymore mm-hmm. and great time to sell but mm-hmm. it's like do I really want to pay? That almost what I'm paying now in my mortgage because right. I have a great rate yeah. for something smaller. And the the flip side of that too is you know if you wait too for house prices to come down and you're selling a house, your house price is going to come down too. Yeah. So they it's move a sliding it, scale. It is exactly. Yeah. That's what a lot of people forget is you know it feels like this market is moving differently. Yada yada yada. And you know I see it a lot where I have people uh, their sellers they're like oh yeah we made out fantastic on our home. We got all this money, and uh, but then when it comes to putting in offers or buying the next house, they want what it was six mm. months ago mm-hmm. or a year ago. And it's like, n- no, you can't have both. Yeah. Uh, if you're waiting for it to come down, so will the value of your house if that's what you're hoping to yeah. or expecting. Yeah, yeah, and and, and obviously, it, little market changes here and there from one neighborhood to the next or one county to the next might adjust or inflate those kind of prices. Right. But for the most part, that sliding scale is huge to recognize, be like, everybody's in the same boat. Yeah. You know, apples to apples, comparison, inflation of the price of a house. If you're selling it and you're making that money, you need to go buy, you're going to have that same cost. Something else. We've been doing this a very long time. You know, you and I, Mark, for almost 20 years each year. So honestly, 6% is, yes, it went up substantially in the past couple months but that's that's the interest rate that we've dealt with the majority majority yeah, of our careers sure that's not a bad interest rate mm-hmm. i mean it's still a, a decent rate to be able to buy a home yep. yeah so i really just don't think you know hopefully people won't get deterred just because it's gone up so quickly exactly and we yeah. are just talking about kind of the first time home buyer mentality right now the, right. the same is true for middle to higher end buyers as well yeah. you know when you're looking at big loans and those mm-hmm. rate, i mean it just the scale increases it uh, of what the monthly payment is yeah. just got to be careful yeah i mean from a buyer standpoint don't over invest and don't overextend yourself yeah to connect with a financial person like like ross would be able to say okay here's what your your sweet spot is or your Debt to equity ratio mm-hmm. is that debt to income. Debt yeah. to, thank you. Okay, yeah, that's okay. I, I'm close. I'm <laughs> that's close. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, to basically make sure that exactly. you're not overspending. Exactly. And yeah, and it's also important from my standpoint. I always tell buyers if you have to buy something, do the best you can in that moment. Find the best value, mm-hmm. and you just got to 
bite the bullet. Don't get so scared about mm -hmm. what's going to happen in the future yeah. or what things were in the past. Right. Most buyers are buying today because they have to buy. Yeah. You know. Well, and let's face it too. I mean, we'll probably continue to see um, home values continue to go up for a time. I mm -hmm. don't think we're going to see enough to uh, enough changes to see that flat line or even go down. Right. And so, if they do buy now, even if they're buying at a higher rate, and let's say rates do come down, the um, you know the amount of equity that they gain in the home is likely going to far surpass what it would cost to do a refinance to get into a lower rate down the line if they co if they go down. If they go up, then I'm glad that they got in when the rates were lower right. because now the rates are higher. Yep. So, yeah, it's it's great. I mean, and just just hearing about this, having a conversation about it can hopefully in, encourage and inspire people to be like, "Okay, I, let's keep pressing on. If I've been shopping for a while, you know, let's keep doing it. Or if I'm just starting to buy now, well, let's do the best you can right now. Right. Get the best rates right. and move on. Well, Thanks, Ross. Sure. I mean, this is amazing. Yeah. Now, I want to tell you, we always have, for our guests, five iconic questions. Okay. All so, right. <laughs> off the top of your head. Sure. Whatever comes into mind. Bring it on. Very simple. Question number one, what is one of your favorite restaurants in town? Um, I like Menelete's. Oh, uh, yes. yes. Yeah. That's I'm, a newer I'm, one. It is. I'm usually not a huge Mexican fan, but I've really enjoyed eating there. Yeah. Is that yep. the one on yep. Valley Avenue? It is. You got yeah. it. Yep. Uh, their salsa is fantastic. Yes. Uh, question number two. All right. What is something you love about your neighborhood? My neighborhood. Um, I like that I'm very close to the city, but I still have a little bit of acreage. So nice. Uh, yeah, we're really close to where the hospital is, so we can actually hop into downtown really fast where we're at. Winchester's yeah. cool like that. It you is. feel like you're in the middle of nowhere, and then five yeah. minutes you're in town. Exactly. Yeah. So this kind of answers the question. But question number three: Why is Winchester a great place to live? Yeah, um, and uh, I I love that you get to have that sense of community. It's not so small where everybody knows everybody, mm -hmm. but it is small enough that you can walk down the road and you might see one, two, three people that you know. And I love that sense of community. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So where do you meet or spend time with new friends in Winchester? Oh, good question. Um, Usually coffee shops. I like to go downtown uh, to a coffee shop if I'm meeting with someone to talk with something. Yeah, yeah yep. that's what I enjoy. You're a workaholic, right? So <laughs> meet and have coffee I, and, and exactly. keep working at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. Um, last one is what do you think is one of Winchester's hidden gems? Something special that when you moved here, you're like, oh, wow, I didn't know about that. That's kind of cool. Oh, that's a good one. Um, I, ultimately, I, I think I knew about it, but I, I love the walking mall. Mm. I love it just being mm -hmm. down there. I love that we have the shops there yep. that you can go to. And it's just a really cool environment that almost no other town has the ability to have that. That's true. Yeah, mm. it makes Winchester unique. It does. Well, yeah. that's awesome. Well, thanks for being here. We want to have people contact you. So what's the best method for people to hunt you down? Yeah. So uh, either a phone call or email um, is usually the fastest way to get that. And um, if you need that, feel free to reach out um, and I'll be happy to uh, talk with you. Awesome. Love it. Well, yeah. thanks so much for having us. Of course. Thanks All for right. having me here. You got it. Well, that was fun. Uh, I appreciate Ross's insight. And Megan, that was your first interview. That was to, to be with somebody. I'm, and I'll just apologize. Sometimes I just talk too much and just jump in. So, you can feel free just to jump in, talk over us dudes anytime you want. Honestly, I was really <laughs> listening too because he had some great information. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, should I say something? But I just want to hear what else he has to say. So. Exactly. So like, that's kind of the key question. Mm -hmm. What was a takeaway from you? Like, what did you learn? Um. 
That's a very good question. I, I kind of was just um, taken in by the whole thing. What, what I did find interesting, especially, was his career choice. Yeah. And how it seems like it would be such a change in careers, but taking care of people's health and taking care of one of their most um, expensive purchases are two very, very important things. Similar. So yep. if you can care for people and you can help nurture them, I think you do that whether you're doing that as a nurse or you're doing that as a mortgage lender or, in our case, realtors. Yep. And it's funny, when we chatted with Marlon Beitzel last year, he had a similarity where he was a teacher and came out of a teaching world into lending and he saw similarities of teaching and coaching and giving advice to people mm -hmm. and then he mentors ross who comes from a caring and service-based background and bam you've got a huge big team over there that knows how to take care of clients who gives good advice who can coach and teach and just give you all the insight that you need to walk you through the process from start to finish. And right. And I they do it. I think that's how that's how I do real estate, how yeah. I treat my business. And so I definitely when I refer my clients, I want to refer them to a lender that's yeah. going to treat them the same way that I treat them. Exactly. So I think integrity and icon are a really good mix together. Yeah, I agree. Well, I'm glad to have Ross um, in our icon building every mm -hmm. now and then too, um, just for that kind of advice. So let's talk about a couple of things here. Let's move on to the segment that we like to call, what is up with social media? And what have you seen out there that could be funny, could be informative? You tell me, what have you seen on Facebook, so Instagram? If, if anybody paid attention this past weekend, there was the Kentucky Derby. Oh, which right. I was really, I was busy at a three-day swim meet this weekend, so I didn't get much chance to watch any TV, but right. um, I did get to hear about it. So um, this was something that I found, um, I thought it was really kind of a good little lesson, but it's basically, this is what it says. Uh, if you want to teach your kids a life lesson in two minutes, just show them the replay of the Kentucky Derby race. Number one, it wasn't the best starting position. Number two, not the biggest or best horse. Number three, only made it into the race on account of another horse having to scratch. And number four, a $30,000 horse against multi-million dollar Oof. horses. Wow. So it does. it's not always about having the best of everything or being the biggest and favored. It's about the size of the heart and dedication to win and excel in everything you do. So well done, Rich Strike. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm. and, and I didn't get a chance to see it either. Oh, it's but it's it sounds like I need to go back and watch the highlights of it. Yes, I mean you don't even watch highlights. It's like a two minute race, basically. You know? Actually, there the highlight is just at the end. Okay. So I, when we're done here, I'll show it to you. Cool, it's really cool. Yeah, awesome. Um, anything else in social media? That was an inspiring, encouraging post. Any kind of goofy, ridiculous posts that you've seen out there? I didn't have anything funny. I just okay. kind of had an inspiring, kind of made you feel good stuff. So Yeah, and I keep getting inspiring and feel good stuff too. I need to lean on my wife. She has people who follow her that are so silly. And every now and then she'll show me something ridiculous and I just laugh. I'm like, I, I should talk about that on Iconic Talk. Every one of my people that follow me or I follow are all very serious. We need to we need to lighten up a little, a little right. bit around here. I remember that I, I did find one because okay. I sent it to you because as soon as I found uh -huh. it, I didn't want to forget it. And then I forgot it. <laughs> um, but it's marriage bliss. Okay. Is one, it, it's funny because especially if you're <clears throat> married, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but this was one that I found on there. It said, yesterday, my husband thought he saw a cockroach in the kitchen. He sprayed everything down and cleaned thoroughly. Uh -huh. So today I'm putting the cockroach in the bathroom. 
Oh, nice. Okay, <laughs> I get it. Yes, I get it. I loved it. Dudes can't clean. They only clean if they're trying to... But hey, or it could work uh, either way. Okay. Whatever, whether it's the woman that did it or the guy that did it, it's all about getting the clean house. Get the clean house. Yes. Yeah. My household is a little sick these days, so I'm constantly cleaning, and that's all part of it. Mm-hmm. Well, um, let's see. What's new in Winchester these days? What kind of upcoming events are there? I've got one that really stands out, and again, I keep talking about Shenandoah because my wife works there, my son goes to school there, um, but they have something called Shenko Lab. And I experienced it for the first time last year. Every, at the end of every school year, the conservatory puts on just performances. And last year, because of COVID, it was all outside. I think there's going to be some indoors and outside, but it's an entire day that's a festival of arts, ideas, and exploration is what they call it. And, and so there's going to be music, live bands happening. There's going to be performances. There's going to be... Um, just different artistic designs and creations and stuff out there. And so I would say if you're around campus, pop by. I don't think it's ticketed. I, I'm looking at their website right, right now. and you So can, where can you find it? Uh, the information I go to, about it? Yeah. It's just su.edu slash conservatory slash Shenko Lab. Okay. And that'll take you to their site where they have all the different informations of what they – they have pictures of what happened last year. And I know also firsthand that – there is a couple students who wrote a play and they performed a portion of it last year and they enhanced that play so much where they did video of it, sent it to people, got connections and they performed it last week and they had a couple people from New York City show up to watch cool. to get a, a handle of is this something that could go to even Broadway. Kind of being scouted. Yeah, being mm-hmm. scouted. And so like the the quality of the performances, the quality of the musicians, the quality of the acting is really high there at Shenandoah. So continue to support them. Local arts, that's my big go-to here. So this coming weekend, it's on the 14th on Saturday. I'm going to have to look into that because we were supposed to go camping this weekend. But um, from what I hear and see, it's that uh, the weather does not look great it's for It's supposed this to weekend. rain again. Uh, we were supposed to have the Kids Fest in Winchester this yeah. weekend, and I believe they've rescheduled it for... July 9th. Okay. Um, it's a really fun festival for kids. All kinds. I think they usually have different 50 different events and things yeah. for the kids to do, but they will not have it this weekend. Good to know. So, And I may not be camping this weekend. Good to <laughs> so know. I might have to look there into that. There you go. Look into that. And then I'm sure they've got rain plan options for Shenandoah because mm-hmm. they have things that are inside. So anyway, well, thanks so much for listening to us um, today. We really appreciate just all that you do as listeners. And we hope that you did learn something from today's episode. Look forward to sharing more with you next week. Remember, when you look for a real estate professional, make sure they're experienced, innovative, personal, dedicated, and available. We appreciate you spending some of your valuable time with us. And if you have a moment, we would love it if you would leave us a rating and a review. And if you're enjoying listening, take a moment to subscribe or share this podcast with your friends. Yep. Until next time, think iconic. Think iconic.